Netflix may be the next megacorp to have Bitcoin as holdings, according to Mr. Tim Draper. Mr. Wonderful has reversed his stance on Bitcoin, and an OG whale has moved Bitcoin from a wallet for the first time in 10 years. Ethereum's next move may be to $2,000. Musician Blau crushes it with an NFT launch, and a mainstream band enters the NFT world because NFTs so hot right now. Crypto, NFTs, blockchain, and bad dad jokes. It's the reason we do this show. And sadly, the reason you keep coming back for more. The bigger the portfolios grow, the more ridiculous we're likely to get. And we're glad you're here for it for our bad news episode number 492 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Welcome, friends, Bad Crypto Podcast right here. Why you suppose we like to accents, Sir Lord Travis Wright? Uh, because we have big fat tongue and we all have hard, hard time to talk regular sometimes. I forget how to talk in regular English. I like to do with the things, the, the different sounds coming out of my mouth. This is the Bad NFT Podcast. We talk about only NFT now. Welcome. It sure seems that way. You're being assimilated now. Everybody's talking about NFTs right now. And NF Tuesday was amazing. For those of you that were able to join us on Clubhouse for our first NF Tuesday, we're going to be doing them every Tuesday evening on the Clubhouse app. Just look for NF Tuesday. Follow at Joel Com and at TW. And um, great conversation for a couple hours. Lots of people chiming in and it's free. You can come join us and we'd like for you to be there because we miss you when you're not there. That is true. And some people are saying that uh, in some cases they find it more fun and amusing than uh, even listening to our podcast because they get to chime in and others get to chime in. And it's more of a round table than just a square table with Joel and I. Yeah, we're, we're going to actually expand our table, make a hexagon table soon. Actually, and, actually, it's just Joel and I with each. We just each have a TV tray. I want to have a dodecahedron table. Okay, is that 10 sides? It's like, a, isn't that like a 20-sided? I don't know. I don't know. It's a lot of sides. Okay. But speaking of sides. I a circle at that point. I, I wish I had a segue. I wanted to say speaking of sides, and then I thought about what was coming next. I'm like. There's no there's there's no side to take here when Travis is going to tell you about Anamoka Brands. Anamoka Brands is a very cool project. Actually, it's a company of projects, right? So there are some OGs in the whole NFT space, and and Yatsu over there, the, the CEO, has built an amazing thing. They were actually really early on with uh, crypto kitties they i think they were working in the same place when that happened and that's how they sort of moved over and they have uh, f1 delta time is one of their games and uh so that it's a fun thing it's a blockchain official formula one non-fungible tokens allow players to participate and uh you can play and earn crypto by playing the race game that's pretty cool f1 delta time is awesome they also have an app called quid Q-U-I-D-D, which may be uh, experiencing some blockchainification soon. That's an app on iOS and Android. And the many other stuff, Animoca Brands, you should check them out. A-N-I-M-O-C-A, and do things. 
A-N-I-M-O-C-A, Animoca Brands today. It just works out perfectly that way. Okay, you guys are here for the news, so let's get to the news. Timestamp 10.57 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on March the 4th, 2021. We go to coingecko.com to look at the market prices. We recommend that you do as well. The total crypto market cap, $1.5 trillion right now. Bitcoin is struggling right around the $49,000 mark. It's at $48,994. Ethereum, $15,67. There is not a decimal point in there in case anybody would be wondering. Binance Coin is number three at $234. Tether, 0.98. What's up there? Get more stable, Tether. Come on. Cardano, $1.12. Polkadot, $35.56. XRP, $0.47.5. Litecoin, $183. Chainlink, $28. Bitcoin Cash, $510. Stellar, $0.42. And I just went to number 11. Stellar was number 11. I I got excited there. I couldn't stop myself. Could not contain the excitement. So there's some other coins that have been pretty exciting. So speaking of NFTs, Engine Coin, ENJ, that's up 173% this last week. Boom. It's now got a $1.25 billion market cap. So that is a really big, speaking of other, listen to this, the top projects this week, Chillas, uh, CHZ, I don't actually know what that is. But that's up 156 yeah, percent. I do, do know flow. That's that's the Socios app, Travis. The Chili's is Socios, where you know it's like connected to sports tokens and stuff, and it's kind of like okay. air coins where you can find tokens around you and tap them, and they go in your wallet. But there's more right. to it than that. So chill is at that flow, which uh, did their ICO that you've heard Joel and I uh, grump about several times because uh. we couldn't buy any because we were in America. Uh. We could have got it at ten cents, and now it is at. $38.94. Holy. If I able to get my 100000 for $10,000 like I wanted, I would have $3.8 million right now, folks, but I do not. By the way, uh, Ben Morrow, you know, the artist who's worked with Peter Jackson and done all kinds of video game art, did his launch. We interviewed him on the last Nifty show. His, um, his cards on Flow sold out in nothing flat it was like all of the the legendaries and the rares were gone instantly and then it took seven minutes for like four thousand or so common packs to uh, to completely sell out and i consider i was gonna buy some i did not wake up early enough but the legendary packs were 88 flow and at the time Flow was about twenty-five dollars so that's twenty two hundred a pack right now that same flow is worth thirty three fifty. How amazing is that? It it is amazing, and it saddens me at the same time. Every time I see the price of it, I just get a little more angry at the SEC. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, the Central Land, the Mana Token, another NFT project, up sixty three percent this last week. Nim uh, Token, which is the XEM, that was up thirty seven percent. Actually. If this is 37%, that's the fifth biggest one. Well, there's one outside of the top uh, 100. Wax up 40, almost 47% this week. Finally got a little poking action on that bad boy. And uh, so that was nice to see. And there's some other ones that popped up. Elron D popped up. Arweave popped up. Basic attention token up 34%. And Polygon Matic, uh, that is up 30%. And uh, there you go. Theta also up 28%. 
So there's some big, big projects that are that are moving up. Uh, the last couple of days have been kind of down for some of the projects, but uh, it's been wild to see this stuff. And uh, there are also some big losers this past week. ZK Swap, never heard of it, down 64%. MDX, down 31%, never heard of it. Phantom, have heard of it. FTM token, that was down 25%. Solana, which had been on a terror, absolutely just cruising up the charts. It was down about 24% this past week. Hubi token down 16%. And then a few others were down as well. Dogecoin down 12%, all the way down to five cents again, folks. Sorry, the dream is over. Wah, wah, wah. No excite. No wow. Mm-hmm. That's still that's still pretty strong. So leading the news this week, you know, people track Bitcoin wallets. And back in June 2010 there was a particular wallet that mined um, two blocks. Much- well, I guess, well, well, well uh, they probably mined way more than this, but 100 Bitcoin. 100 Bitcoin, yeah. And so they moved them for the first time since this happened. And, uh, you know, there was a tweet around this. Some old coins moved today. 100 Bitcoin from June 2010. It's very rare to see pre-GPU era Bitcoins move. It only happened dozens of times in the past few years. And no, it's probably not Satoshi, but they uh, they move these coins. And it's kind of cool to see, you know, there's a lot of people that probably have Bitcoin from early on that lost their keys. Can't. Oh, I don't know. Maybe there was some of those people that would have been around the time that I was like these were created in June of 2010. I think mine were created in like um july of 2010 or whenever that slash dot article was at it was shortly thereafter it was when i mined those those 50 bitcoin so i wonder if like if the 50 bitcoin from that wallet that i don't even know what that wallet address is but if it moved if they would go oh a whale who had 50 bitcoin has moved i haven't even done the math on that but now think about my flow losses of 3.8 million and then my also my 55 0.5 0.5 Bitcoin that have misplaced along the years at now nearly $50,000. All right. So there's, there's $2.7 million plus the $3.8 million at the FTC. That's $6 million I do not have partially due to myself and partially due to the SEC. Thank you, everybody. Just a few days ago, we saw a Bitcoin sell-off where, you know, we covered last week and it dropped something like $12,000 and nothing flat. And then we see a lot of people buying the dip around 44000 Of course, we got back over fifty this week. I think we approached 52000 currently sitting around 49000 And now people are saying, all right, which way do we go? Do we go to 60 or do we go to 40 I mean, there's a $20,000 swing. The swing that's now in play is the total amount of the record that we wanted to break just a few months ago of $20,000. And now that's the swing price that we're looking at. Right. So, well, actually double the swing price, right? So the 20 grand would be in the, the yay, we got to pass 20. And now, now we're like concerned, like, oh no, if it goes down to 40, is it, we're in it? Oh no, it's going to be horrible. But you know, you look at this and you look at historic bull runs and when they've had the this, this big sort of parabolic paboosh and then, you know, it slowly it's like it starts ticking down. I don't I don't know that I've ever seen one that goes up and then just, you know, gets all the way up like like we just did to 57 and then goes down and then 
goes back up and blows pack past 57. So it seems to me that this might be one of those things where it's like, Oh, we go up to 50, 52. Oh, now we're going down to 40 and then we're going back up to 46. And so it, it could be one of those where it's a, you know, the, the bounce where it's, it tries to get past it, but you know, and every time it has higher, it has uh it has lower highs. Right. And so that's what traders will tell you that it's the beginning of a downward trend, but, We'll have to see what actually happens because there is some really interesting stuff popping in. Like in this article right here, it talks about it's a whale war. And so you know who's got the real power. Coinbase outflow is a strong buy with U.S. Inv institutional investors. Coinbase premium equals a buy with in institutional investors. Bitcoin whales uh, with Bitcoin reserves are buying stablecoin inflow transactions. Buy miners are doing minor outflows and minor to exchange flows. Those are sales. And so there's a war going on. And it seems to me with these miners always wanting to sell their Bitcoin, no matter what the price is, you have PayPal and you have some of these other places out there buying it directly for them. So it doesn't seem to me like it should, that, that should increase or decrease the price too much, but uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens here. And that ladies and gentlemen is what amateur <laughs> non-financial advisor analysis looks like. Thanks. Yeah, no, well done. I no, mean, it's it, actually the lowest daily value since April 2020, they're saying. And um, so, I don't know. Some people are saying that this is bullish. Some people are saying this is very bearish. And uh, some are saying this is a very strong buy the dip signal in this bull market. So, people are saying different things. And again, we're, we are not financial advisors, but I, I'm looking at this and I'm going, it seems to me like we may be potentially double topped and it might be coming back down, but we'll have to see. Maybe we'll triple bottom. <laughs> or quadruple middle. Well, here's some analysis from people that get paid to be analysts at Citigroup, of course, one of the biggest U.S. investment banks. They say that Bitcoin is now at a tipping point to either become the preferred currency for international trade or face a speculative implosion. So, you know, basically they're looking at it and saying, all right, it's either going to moon or it's going to fall apart there's some analysis for you from a pro they get paid to say it's either going to be huge or it's going to be nothing <laughs> well done it's, it's, city it's group. really always hard to tell i mean you, it the, is. The, is that i mean there's emotion like historic trading what happens in that and then you can look and see i mean we we just interviewed uh, jimmy song uh yesterday that's going to be on a future episode that comes up and he's sunday thinking, coming out on Sunday mm -hmm. and he's talking that, wow, he thinks maybe by the end of this year, or I think it was maybe the end of next year, maybe we could, we could see 250,000 potentially. So maybe we're on a, just a, a ginormous historic bull run, but I think more institutional investors are going to try to get in at lower prices, kind of like the blue wizard said in that one, in that one interview we had. So don't be caught with your pants down trying to sell the dip and buy the dip later and sell a high because then what could happen is it blows past a hundred grand. And then we're all sitting there with just our pants down and no Bitcoin. That's no good. Pull your pants up. I don't know. Damn it. Don't walk around with your pants down like that. Yeah. You know, here's the thing I've noticed over my lifetime and speculating with technology. Whenever there is new technology, the naysayers come out, they come out in droves. I remember when they were saying it, about um, about Amazon, right? When Jeff Bezos started selling books in his garage, I remember when e-commerce, you know, really beat was the the thing of the future. And the naysayers, no, people aren't going to want to buy 
online. They're not going to yeah. buy these. Well, they'll even go by farther than that. Like the uh, when the when the computer was created, and there was those, all the naysayers like, oh, who would ever want a computer yeah. on their desk and using that? Those are mainframes, office. Nobody's going to want a computer, right? It, it's always a calculator. Nobody's going to want a refrigerator. We got ice. We can just bring, we're just bringing them out. <laughs> Nobody's going to want cold drinks. Nobody's going to pay $600 for a phone. Right. And now, I mean, so much more than that. It, and there's a pattern here. It's an established pattern. And the naysayers are proven to be wrong again and again and again. Um, as Jimmy song you know, says in this interview, you guys will hear on Sunday, Bitcoin is unstoppable. It really is unstoppable money. And even if the governments of the world try to squash it, it will find a way. You mean to tell me that, that, you know, Tesla and MasterCard and these other companies that are, you know, buying in to, uh, to Bitcoin for their reserves are all of a sudden going to go, shit, we got to sell it all. Let's get out. Go sell, sell, sell. Yeah, sell Mortimer, and uh, and one of the latest folks to be a naysayer to turn into a Bitcoin believer, a yaysayer, huh? <laughs> he is turned a from a naysayer to a yaysayer. A yaysayer is Mister Wonderful, the Shark Tank, Mister Wonderful Kevin O'Leary. He has begun investing in the Bitcoin. He previously called it garbage, right? And he didn't understand it. Also, Mark Cuban said it was garbage. He didn't understand it, didn't like it, thought it was stupid. And, uh, and now we're hearing both of them talking about how, how they're a believer, and especially with Mark Cuban talking about how NFTs are so great and, and social money. And <laughs> it's wild watching how these people flip-flop. And uh, Kevin O'Leary said this, I am fascinated. I am investing. I'm holding a 3% waiting in it uh, between Ethereum and Bitcoin. The volatility sickens me, but I'm getting used to it. And I actually think that digital currencies are here to stay. Most people are willing to hold them, including institutions over the last 90 days, are willing to deal with the volatility. And he bought Bitcoin. Dun, 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 dun. Now he's a believer. Yeah. That's and then Pop is. had been trying to convince O'Leary to invest in Bitcoin for years. And he responded to the Shark Tank's 5% allocation statement. And he goes, for him, because O'Leary said 5% is probably the max. And then he said this, you forbid me to have 50% and then you called it garbage, but now you think 5% is acceptable? Eventually, you'll be 50% yourself. And O'Leary said, well, correct. I change when facts change. Ah, uh, but that's, see, that's just him trying to save face. The yeah. facts didn't change. The no, facts his, about his understanding of the facts changed. Right. That That's actually... That's a really weak reply. You know, when I see that, I see somebody trying to save face and he would have been a, it would have been a much stronger play for him to say, you were right. I was wrong. Right. That that's strong. This is weak. Mr. Wonderful. You're Mr. Weak right there. Just own your Mr. Stuff. Weak sauce. Just own that you missed it. The facts didn't change. Your understanding changed. You didn't get it before. Yep. Now you get it. Congratulations. Welcome to the party. We're glad to have you. Uh, Netflix might be the next Fortune 100 firm to buy Bitcoin, according to Tim Draper. I like Tim. Tim just seems like, a, you know, he's a super nice guy. He's always been really nice to us. Comes on the show, shares very generously. 
And uh, he says, I think Reed Hastings is a very innovative guy and has a lot of creative thinking. And I think he still controls the reins at Netflix. And so I think that might be the next big one to fall. I would love to see that. I would have loved to have seen Netflix except Bitcoin years ago. Like, what you know, if, if some of these, uh, you know, super woke tech giants had been really woke and imagine starting in like 2015, if they were accepting Bitcoin when Bitcoin was worth $400, right? And you were accepting Bitcoin all along the way, you would have a much bigger stash of Bitcoin than than, than you are going to get by buying Bitcoin at $48,000 and buying multiple transactions over on Coinbase Pro, like MicroStrategy and Square have been doing, right? I, I mean, and, and then hell, Amazon. I know there was these, uh, you know, Draper's also considered Amazon would add a direct Bitcoin payment in the future. They see he thinks they're going to do that pretty soon. Again, speculation. Amazon has added Ethereum availability to its managed blockchain this week, and that is pretty big news as well. How long can Jeff Bezos hold out? I mean, at what point does it become uh, stubbornness to not accept crypto and to not include it in your portfolio? Or is it that, you know what, we got enough money? I mean, shareholders have to be going, come on, Jeff, there's no reason that you guys can't lead, that we can't lead the way here at Amazon. We've always done this. I would say this. So Bezos is going to step down as the CEO of Amazon in uh, Q3, I believe is what they said, or maybe the end of Q2. And um, Andy Jassy, who is the head of AWS and who handles all of Amazon's crypto stuff is going to be the new CEO. So there's going to be a changing of the guard. I think Jeff Bezos is sort of old school in how he looks at it. And uh, Andy Jassy is the one who handled all this and handled the uh, the uh, Ethereum news and connecting uh, the dots with some of that. And, you know, because you can host nodes on Ethereum and some of these other cryptos on AWS. If AWS went down, a lot of crypto projects would, would quite frankly go down because they're reliant upon mm-hmm. AWS servers. And I think Andy Jassy knows that. And he's going to be the CEO of Amazon. And I would bet that it will not. I would bet by the end of the year, once Andy Jesse is CEO, they will have announcements that Bitcoin will probably uh, be a purchasing option on on um, Amazon by early 2022 would be my bet. I like that. So you guys uh, take note of uh, Sir Lord Travis's prediction here. And uh, I, I hope he's right about this. There's other things that show that Bitcoin and crypto regulation might be on its way Gary Gensler has been nominated by Joe to be the next chairman of the Securities and Exchange Commission. He has current interests in blockchain and digital assets. And so this is a crypto savvy person that um, is likely to take the SEC chair. And is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? The fact that he understands it is a good thing. The fact that it's government is (laughs) never a good thing. Yeah, we shall see. And uh, I will say this as an, as another, oh, by the way, you know, security, to- security tokens are going to be big. They're not really prominent yet. It's a very small sort of overall industry. But when some of these big companies can, they'll, they'll no longer need to go to VC funds to get money, but instead they're going to peel off a percentage of their revenues 
into a security token that you know stockholders or actually just these token holders can hold that will appreciate in value as more revenue goes into them the value will appreciate over time and i think giving up equity in companies uh, is going to go away and then offering security tokens we're going to is going to explode we'll start talking more about this most likely uh, as this, the uh, the space matures but just keep an eye on that if you're tuning in and you're listening right now realize we're still early in the game and if you're tuning in right now and you have not subscribed or you've not left a review go ahead and do that we really appreciate that we need that that helps out the rankings and the things and the stuff it does yeah we're we're moving on up sir lord travis mm-hmm. if we had another show per week we'd probably get up in the top top 20 in investing and maybe even the top 50 in business we're getting pretty close hmm well, you know, that's it, it's always nice. I think what makes me happy is the fact that people listen, they enjoy the show, and uh, wherever we are in the rankings, you're number one in our hearts. Oh, Be our Valentine. That's true. You guys well, are heroes to us. Oh, you are heroes. Speaking of heroes, I think this is a good time, Sir Lord Travis, for us to do a hero social money drop and drop some news about the hero token let's do it so the hero token is the social money of the entire bad crypto podcast universe we talked about this a few weeks ago when we had bradley from try roll on the show and we are slowly rolling out the things we've been giving away hero token to those of you in this community here, to uh, fans of the Nifty Show, to people in the Blockchain Heroes community, those in our Telegram, those that follow us on Twitter, just all these different places, because when you least expect it, expect it. That's true. So wait, the bad crypto universe, is it the Bataverse? Is that? Or just the Badverse. The Badverse. It's like that shitty part of the song you liked. If they just changed that bad verse, it would be better. So- What's happened now is we are, quote unquote, officially, unofficially, a publicly traded podcast. A PTP, baby. Primetime play of publicly traded podcast. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I guess you could say that. I haven't looked at it that way, but the hero token is now available on Uniswap. That's right. You can add Hero to Uniswap and you can swap things for it. You can swap your old, you know, your dirty laundry for it. You can you can swap out um, IQ points for it. No, you can't you can do swap any wives for it. <laughs> this isn't Utah. We're not. Oh, Utah. <laughs> well, just one of your wives. <laughs> uh, you can swap Ethereum for it. Now, we are not financial advisors, and this is not a security, and we are not selling it. Uh, we are giving it away. But you, there's other people that might provide liquidity that will sell it to you on Uniswap. Uh, however, what we're going to do right now is for the first 50 people that click this link and claim this into their wallet, you're going to get 10 Hero social money in your roll wallet, which you can keep in roll or you can move to your um, ERC 20 or Ethereum wallet. And to claim that, all you got to do is go to badco.in forward slash sandwich. Badco.in forward slash sandwich. Why sandwich, Travis? <laughs> well, because it's a it's a synonym for hero. Yeah. Have you ever had the hero sandwich? Of course. Like the sub sandwich or what is it like? It's also called a grinder, I believe, a hoagie. One of the submarine sandwiches, a sub sandwich. It's also called a hero. And so 
That, that's what it is. We love sandwiches, and so that's what our token is all about, sandwiches. It's not. We love sandwiches. So uh, good luck. <laughs> They're going to go fast. Uh, but, you know, yeah, the for- reason is, folks, is because we had to do this because people tried to keep guessing the URL because we were keeping it the same, and then they would go there and type it, and then they would find it sometimes. And so we had to change that up. Badco.in forward slash sandwich. Congrats to those of you who get it Um, there. We will be releasing probably next week news about our discord and how to get into it. Um, Everybody will be able to come and and join the lobby, but you'll need to hold a certain amount of hero token in your connected wallet in order to have access to the members section of the discord where we will be doing some special things more on that coming soon so uh congrats if you got your hero and if not watch our other channels in places that we post and say words and type words and and things and uh you'll have opportunity to get some more hey speaking of uh uh, heroes let's talk about villains remember bitmex is uh the founders or the, the executives arthur hayes and ben dello they have been fugitives on the run and uh they were they were at bitmex and they are currently negotiating a surrender with U.S. authorities. I say good luck to that. Yeah, they're, they're like, all right, we don't want to do any time or we'll do time, but don't take our blockchain heroes NFTs. Please don't take our heroes. Please, I'm not giving you the keys to my Bitcoin. Or I'll give you the keys to this Bitcoin over here where there's only a little bit. Yeah, so I don't know what's happening with these guys. And if you want to find out the details, you can. It's really easy to do. Just go to our show notes at badco.in forward slash 492. Links to this article and all of the articles that we are covering in the show will be find founded right there in those show notes. Right here on U.S. soil, things are happening in the Blue Mountains of Kentucky. There is a bill to provide tax breaks for local crypto miners, which I think is great. I love seeing local legislatures come up with ways to uh, provide incentives for people to grow the economy in the blockchain world. Yeah, and, and I think that that's, that's it's very interesting for, for Kentucky to do that. I'm also hearing, I'm starting to hear a lot of social justice warriors starting to rail on Bitcoin because... Oh, the energy of use of Bitcoin is just so much. It's so horrible for our environment and we need to stop it. And then, okay, well, so what's going to happen is this is going to be banned in America, but you think China's going to stop doing it? Like these people live in this fantasy world that the world could be a utopia sometimes. And I just don't, they don't understand real life, I think, because maybe they got stuck in academia for so long and they're like, and, and they love unicorns and butterflies and they don't understand how the real world works. But I mean, I was on I was on Hacker News and they're just railing on it. People on Reddit are just railing. Oh God, it's horrible! It's the worst thing ever. Okay, well, guess what? It's mostly already done. It's most of the Bitcoin's mined already, right? Like, there's only just like what, like you know, less than three million of them left, and those are going to be mined over the course of the next 100 years. And sure, there are a lot of cryptos out there that use much less power, but they don't ever talk about that. They only talk about how crypto is so bad because the power usage of Bitcoin, but they don't talk about the other ones where there's hardly any power usage at all. So I'm going to make a prediction right here, Sir Lord Travis, and this is one that we won't see actually for a couple decades, right, to see it come to pass. But <clears throat> children tend to, uh, the generations tend to rebel against their parents. 
And what we have now with the social justice warrior generation, the cancel culture generation, they've gone so extreme and their desire to appear like they're doing something good when they're actually just infringing on other people's freedoms and being major Karens everywhere they go, making life difficult for other people, their kids, that next generation is going to rebel so hard that they will be the most offensive generation that we have seen in in America ever. The pushback against this type of control um, that this that generation is exerting over uh, other people is going to come back to hit them in the faces. And we're going to have people that do not give up. Mm, freaking uh, flipping flop about offending anybody. Yeah, yeah. I just offended you right now with that super belch up in your ear holes. <laughs> so suck it. So offended by your, I'm starting right now. It's new generation. Joe Com. I'm ready. Uh! Hey, if you guys have been following the markets and we know you are because you're listening to the show, you've probably heard all about GameStop and the stonks and the shady things that hedge funds are doing to stop retail investors from winning. Another thing many people might not understand is if you use Robinhood to buy crypto, you don't really own it. They're the custodian, not your keys, not your crypto. So what if there was a platform that let you take control of all kinds of investment opportunities? Prime XBT offers crypto trading, commodities, stock indices, and even foreign currencies. You can let Prime XBT be your one-stop shop for all your trading needs. You can check them out at badco.in forward slash Prime XBT. Badco.in forward slash Prime XBT. There's a link in the show notes. You get a 50% bonus on your first deposit and use the promo code. This one's going to be hard to remember, gang. Bad Crypto Podcast, all one word, no spaces needed between words. Bad Crypto Podcast is the code, badco.in forward slash Prime XBT. All right, all right, all right. I'm pretty impressed with my belt, so that was pretty solid. That was that was good. Did, did I right. smell hot dogs? You did not. You did not. Hey, so you know how sometimes you'll look and you'll see, oh, look, I saw an article on the side and I want to talk yeah. about it now. What is it? So I found one. So over here, uh, when we're talking about Kentucky, uh, so Joseph Young on Cointelegraph has written, uh, the Bitcoin bull run is still in the early stages. These, this key on-chain indicator is showing that the Bitcoin rally is still really early on in this, even though it has had a minor correction over, right now. This, actually, this article came out just five hours ago. So according to William Clemente, a crypto analyst at Glassnode's Reserve Risk Indicator has said that it is in the early to middle stages. And they said that the reserve risk is defined as the price to HODL bank. The indicator is used to assess the confidence of long-term holders uh, relative to the price of the coin at any given point in time. And based on that, they're saying that they are not at risk of nearing a macro top at this point. And uh, it says that, uh, the reserve risk of Bitcoin is at half the level seen in 2013, 14, and 17 when the price of Bitcoin crashed by well over 50% and entered the bear market. So maybe this is that the um, we have not seen a major correction yet, and uh, it could still be upticking, and maybe we're still on the early stages, middle stages of a bull run, which means, shit, we could maybe see $70,000, $80,000, $100,000 on this bull run if that's the case. I'm good with that. I'm bullish, baby. 
Uh, you know, governments of the world, as we look internationally, are taking crypto quite seriously. In South Korea, the government is going to begin to levy taxes on Bitcoin capital gains starting in 2022. Hey, uh, hey South Korea, uh, catch up with our government. They're already taxing everything at every single you know chance that they have. Yeah, ugh, get with it, South Korea. But speaking of, of countries that uh, maybe aren't getting it or are getting it, crypto adoption in Russia, Ukraine, and Belarus appears to be on the run. Eastern Europe is now the fourth largest cryptocurrency region by transaction volume. But count countries like Russia and Ukraine are amongst the highest in the world. Did you know da. this? That is, is interesting to see how they are using the Bitcoin around other places in the world. Article says in the last 12 months, Russia sent well over 16.8 billion crypto and received 16.6 billion. I will say this about Ukraine. Ukraine has some of the smartest blockchain peoples in the world. I have met people all over the world. People in Ukraine seem to be great at the IT development of the blockchain. People are starting to understand this. Also, I got news. I will be speaking in Ukraine at blockchain conference on 26th of March with uh, my good friends at the distributed lab with Pavel. He asked me if I shall come and speak and I shall. Oh, very nice. Also, Ukraine has some of the most beautiful women in the world, da? Huh? Uh, I will say uh, this article talk about uh, Russia, Ukraine, and Belarus, also very bold, beautiful places for the world and beautiful places for the girls. And the beautiful places for the women. Yes, very nice. Uh, we mentioned earlier that there's bullishness in the Bitcoin space, also in Ethereum. According to Cointelegraph, there are three key Ethereum price metrics that show that professional traders are aiming for a $2,000 ETH. They're more bullish than ever, especially after the 36% correction that took us below 1,300. We're sitting around 1,500 right now. We, uh, we rallied to a high of about 2,015. And uh, what are some of the indicators, Sir Lord Travis, that say we might be going back up? Well, it's the Crypto Fear and Greed Index is at 93. That indicates extreme greed right now. Many traders are using this metric as a counter trading signal, meaning the extreme fear level can be seen as a sign that investors are bullish and a buying opportunity is present. And that when investors are getting too greedy, it could be a sign that the market is due for a correction. And so that's possible. There are some other uh, indications as well. And uh, the liquidation numbers and the futures and uh, the premiums of those, those are being held at, at healthy levels. And it depends. As, as Bitcoin goes, so does the market, right? A lot of times what happens is Bitcoin goes on these big runs. It pulls back a little bit. Money gets poured into the alts. The alts come up. And then Bitcoin goes back up again. And uh, in a big bull run is typically what happens. And um, right now with Bitcoin being at $48,300, is it going back up or is it getting ready to come back down? We're going to tell right here on this one. If this one is a pullback or if it's, going because we, we it's, it's a really interesting chart right now from september to now when it was you know ten thousand dollars and below or, or right above ten thousand remember right, we had that point where it hit ten thousand dollars for 100 days in a row and once that happened almost instantly the price started taking off so i, I find that interesting i wonder if that that applies to like forty thousand or if it applies to fifty thousand but uh it has not been over forty thousand for 
that many days in a row and we'll see we talked a little bit about energy and the uh, the costs of it according to bitcoin mining there's a token that recently listed on kraken energy web token and shortly after listing on kraken it rallied up 50 percent it's a project that is growing in popularity and they aim to integrate blockchain technology into the energy sector and you know the power of this isn't so much about the energy sector, but of having the right story at the right time and then doing a listing, right? Because people buy on emotions and because the topic is hot, all of a sudden they're on an exchange, you know, getting on exchange with the right story at the right time could really move your token. That is absolutely true. Yeah, it's always true. Good news seems to move the markets. Folks have always said, what is it? Buy the rumor, sell the news. But uh, sometimes the news actually pushes those things up even higher. Hey, uh, here's a, another interesting article here on uh, Cointelegraph. Crypto myth busted. Users haven't mined Ethereum using a PlayStation 5 yet. So there was a report out from uh, Jizz China. G I Z China. And maybe they want to change their name. I don't think that, really that can't be. Jizz no. China. Uh, they said that a software developer has modified the CPU and graphic cards to be able to mine Ethereum. And so far, uh, the news outlet, Jizz China. <laughs> That's not true yet. So you're incorrect, Jizz China. Get your news correct with this fake news. Jizz China. <laughs> All right, that's funny. Maybe uh, the first time we've said jizz on the show. And, and you've said it like eight times. So <laughs> <laughs> make it up for lost jizz time. Uh, very, very good. Yeah. Uh, very fun. And, you know, Dogecoin is a fun coin. But according to this piece on Cointelegraph, it hasn't always been a fun meme coin. For example, did you know that Dogecoin used to sponsor a NASCAR driver? Yeah, so it, it, that's true. I re actually remember this from Reddit. And uh, so there was a website called Moolah. And uh, the founder of Moolah, Alex Green, they, he managed the campaign for a NASCAR driver sponsorship. And they also, they, they, they financed several Dogecoin meetups. I remember when they were raising money, I remember watching this on Reddit and they were raising money. And, th and there's, you can actually see it. There's a Dogecoin sponsored racing car and I'm going to look and see when exactly that was. I want to say it's like maybe 2013 or 2014 or something. Well, I don't see here immediately what when it happened, but I do want to say that Doge car backwards is race God, which is good. But I don't think they won any NASCAR races, though, but it does say Dogecoin on it. Much love. It was a digital currency, Dogecoin, number 98. So that's, that was a fun – I remember that. And I was thinking, wow, that's interesting. I should probably maybe buy some Dogecoin. And I didn't. Also, something I didn't do is invest in Chili's, as we talked about earlier. But I have gone to Chili's and eaten some of their baby back ribs. This is different Chili's. It's a different Chili's. This is C-H-I-L-I-Z, yeah. as we mentioned early on in the show. Uh, and they're expanding into the U.S. They got a $50 million investment. They're setting up an office in New York City for some reason. I don't know why any crypto company would set up offices in New York City. But that's a different subject, and they are expanding in the U.S. and they're going to be doing some stuff with some U.S. sports. It looks like mm -hmm. this is the the fan token, and uh, basically 
um, sports organizations and clubs unlock new fan engagement experiences like fan voting and direct communication with players. They've also got a partnership with Binance to list several European clubs fan tokens on Binance's launch pool platform and Binance is the one to watch. There's a lot of uh, people migrating to the smart Binance chain and I'm sure it's, you know, NFTs are going to be big there as well. Looks as if available on Binance is the big one up bit hit BTC Hubi. So anyways, go, go on coin gecko and look at which market. I, I think it's interesting to see what's going on. It says it's gone up about 400 and some odd percent over the last month. This Chili's thing from 2.5 cents to now 12 cents, not financial advice. It's interesting to see it's at a $660 million market cap and wow. 24 hour trading volume, $2 billion. That's crazy. All right, let's jump to the NFT world here. This article on the Hindustan Times, we've never referenced them before, but HindustanTimes.com has a piece here about Christie's Auction House having their first ever sale of digital art. It's a collage of 5,000 pictures by Beeple. And uh, Beeple has uh, sold this piece that is a 10-second video artwork for $6.6 million. Yeah, this this right here is really big news. And so what happened was in October of 2020, um, Pablo Rodriguez Friale uh, spent almost $67,000 on this 10-second piece from Beeple. And then last week he sold it for $6.6 million. That's a good ROI right there. Yeah. You know, I, I would say this is that uh, he, he had to be clinching it in October, 2020. Like he's doing a little, cl- like, oh man, it's 67,000. I got it. Man, that's a big, big leap of faith. And think of that. That thing he did, he did a hundred X on his money essentially. Uh, cause if he had done 10 X, that would have been 670,000. And then another 10 X is would be 6.7 million. And he sold it for 6.6 million hundred X for the most part in just four months by selling a piece by Beeble, whose real name is Mike Winkleman. I don't know how you get Beeble out of Winkleman, but probably if your last name's Winkleman, it doesn't sound as cool as Beeble. So could have just called himself Winkle. Yeah, he could have been Winkle. Winkle would have been okay. People, beep up. So on Sunday, you'll hear the interview with Jimmy Song, and he takes a huge steaming pile of crap on NFTs. Uh, we get into some really interesting discussion about his take. Basically, he takes a crap on everything that's not Bitcoin. <laughs> well, he took a crap. He really, and then he kind of uh, he pulled back at that, is that he really took a crap on Ethereum, NFTs. And... Uh, and you guys can listen to that. It's a pretty good interview. Actually, it's one of our longer interviews we've had in a while. I think it's almost an hour long. So yeah. he covers a lot, and he's got a new book out. What is it called? God and Bitcoin and something? Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't think it's, it's called. It's not, it has another words in there besides that, but it's got God and Bitcoin and Jimmy Song, and you can find it on Amazon. NFT games are set to transform the market or uh, world gang. Let me say that again. NFT games are set to transform the market and there's an article we're linking here to dailycoin 
com that you can read more about their take of some games that are coming and uh, partnerships that are being formed. And we talk about NFTs every week on the Nifty Show. You know, if this area of blockchain is interesting to you and we recommend that it should be because it's going to be huge that you ju- uh, jump in and join us. You can listen to the podcast version, you know, if you prefer that way, the audio, but there's so many visuals with NFTs. If you join us every Friday live at nifty.show forward slash YouTube, we're on at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 o'clock Pacific, or you can just catch the replays. We're actually speaking tomorrow on tomorrow's show with Whale Shark, who is the guy who has tokenized his huge vault of millions of dollars worth of nfts uh you said that travis he's got how much nba top shot uh last i heard uh well shark has 78 million dollars worth of nba top shot moments actually i'm looking here on evaluate.market and it looks like he's got nine thousand five hundred and fifty moments and his total collection at this point is worth fifty three million dollars. So it looks like it. Oh, is that all? Gone down a little bit. Yeah. Oh. So fifty three million dollars, and I can look at mine, and it'll say, yeah, not worth nearly that. I only have like a hundred and thirty <laughs> moments. Hmm. Just had a moment right now. It's true. I have one hundred and forty two moments. I am ranked one thousand six hundred and ninety two overall. I'm in the top one percentile. Actually, we're very, we're all very very proud of you here at the Republic of Bad. Thank Group you so Tokyo much. It's, and I spent seven hundred dollars on packs back in September. These, and that's what uh, basically these accomplishments that's what basically made me top one percent, which is crazy. These accomplishments and achievements surely will go on your tombstone. Well, I'm putting them on my LinkedIn right now. (laughs) So this makes me happy to see Rolling Stone magazine covers this article about the Kings of Leon mainstream music. The first band to release an album as an NFT, at least a a well-known band. There you go. There's been some other stuff going on. I mean, this is this right here is huge. So we need to talk a little bit more about this because I think this is one of Aaron's favorite bands, right? She likes Kings of Leon, and uh, she's editing the show grinning right now. Their tokens are going to unlock special perks like limited edition vinyl and front row seats to future concerts. Glad to see these guys doing it. We've been talking about this for quite some time, Travis, Mm -hmm. how NFTs are the ticket. They're the key. It's not just pretty pictures you know, on your screen. It's not just digital art. It's not just collectibles. They are a key to unlock experiences. Yep. We were talking about this last year a lot because here we are, we're in the concertless era of this pandemic. And you know, these, these different artists are looking for revenue streams and uh, Portugal, the man has done some stuff. Sean Mendez did a launch the other day on open sea Grimes, who is, uh, who is the wife of elon musk has done some some really big nft stuff <laughs> selling millions of dollars of nft why grimes i mean it makes me feel like maybe she needs a bath or something well i'm thinking of this is like think of all these amazing undiscovered artists out there who need money and then grimes who was married to the richest dude in the world like she doesn't need <laughs> doesn't need millions of dollars worth of nft sales when there's all these other struggling artists out there but i digress kings of leon is doing some really cool stuff and finally in the news i want to talk about one of the coolest things that i've seen and i and, and i was a part of this the largest nft sale ever came from business school dropout turned dj blau 
and Blau did this. It was a basically a 48 hour auction, auctioning, (coughs) auctioning, auctioning, (laughs) auctioning off 33 non fungible tokens. And uh, it marks the three year anniversary of his ultraviolet album. This is an old album came out three years ago and he turned these into his 11 songs. He turned those into NFTs and then he had a leaderboard, 33 spots on the leaderboard. And um, I saw this, I saw this pretty early on because I was listening to a clubhouse and they said, check out Blyle's thing. And so I put in a bid of around $3,500 knowing that the final bids are going to be over $10,000. So I put in $10,000 and was just making bids. So I would stay. So in the name of it, it was bad crypto. You might've seen us on there. We actually were one of the top, uh, I think the highest my bid ever was, was like number 11 or 13, one of the two. And I just kept getting bumped down. Then I'd add a little bit more and then I bump up. And then what happened is during the last three minutes of the, of the thing, every time that there was a new auction, the clock restarted at three minutes that ended up happening over 40 times, prolonged the auction over several hours. And then the final bid, well, when last time I saw it, I was hanging out with friends. It was like 40 something thousand. The final top bid was over $3 million, actually 3.6 million. Well, Shark had the second one at $3.5 million. The total thing raised over $11.7 million in basically 48 hours and creating these rare NFTs, uh, $11.7 million total. Not only was it the largest NFT sale ever, but the $3.6 million paid for the auction's most expensive token uh, is ranked as the priciest NFT ever sold in an initial offering. Good so for him. One NFT for 6.6 was sold by Beeble. That was aftermarket. This was the most ever spent in an initial sale of one. Dude's 30 years old and making waves. Good job. That's his real name, by the way. It's Justin Blau. Justin Blau. Yeah. And he goes by, it's, it's looks like three LAU, you know, because in 2021, we just leet speak and interchange uh, letters and numbers and misspell things because it's a cool thing to do that we have we have totally ruined the english language and uh, shakespeare is not impressed mm-hmm. and i aside from that uh, i have been in contact with blau connected on the twitters and he connected back with me actually we're, we were having a great conversation on clubhouse and if you are not in clubhouse you should nf tuesdays are going to happen and where we sort of bring in luminaries and we we don't just talk about NFTs. We bring people in who are builders of NFTs to talk about them. And um, we're going to have fun with that. This first, this, we've actually done our second one. And uh, we're going to do another one next Tuesday. And it is going to be at 9 p.m. Eastern. Is, is Blau going to come on our show? Blau's going to come on. I talked to him about coming on to the Nifty Show. And he goes, yeah. once all of the dust settles, he wants to contact and we'll figure it out. So probably later on. In the month of uh, March, we'll get him either on that or and or in our uh, in our um, uh, clubhouse, which would be cool. That's fantastic! Congratulations, Justin Blau. Nice going, Sir Lord Travis Wright. We have one more sponsor that we need to tell our listeners about. Would you like to take it? Well, yes, yes, Sir Lord Joel Com. We have Yield dot app you know you've heard about decentralized finance this is empowering retail investors to own and manage their money on their own time and uh, yield is one of these such things that takes out the hassle of DeFi and giving you up to 20 percent 
return on the funds you deposit. Best part is 10% of that is in stable coins. And so you can check out Yield and learn how to make investing easy for you with DeFi at badco.in forward slash yield. Go check it out. At least go check it out and, and research about it and do your own research and see if it's something you want to take advantage of. DeFi is so huge right now. NFT is so huge right now. But yield is what you want. You want to earn some yield, badco.in forward slash yield. And you, I, yield, I yield the rest of my time back to back to you. Okay, thank you. The gentleman from uh, Missouri yields back the rest of his time to me. And turns out there's not much time left, gang. The show's over. And in just a moment, you could stop listening, but not until we ask you to kindly review, subscribe, tell a friend. I, I know we repeat that often, but we do that because repetition is what causes action to take place. So if you haven't done those things, please do those things. And of course, we repeat with each and every episode, the first commandment of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia, and that is to stay bad. Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of bitcoins and and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. And it's time for takeoff. Here we go with the show. Yeah, we will do show now.